Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Shoup v. Twyford, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. Argued April 26, 2022. Decided June 21st, 2022. Thanks to those of you that have supported me recently. And uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can find a PayPal link in the show notes, or you can get a hold of me at roadsscholar80 at gmail.com. That's roads like the truck driving roads and the number 80. Respondent Raymond Twyford was convicted by an Ohio jury of aggravated murder and other charges and was sentenced to death. Ohio appellate courts affirmed his conviction and sentence. Twyford then sought state post-conviction relief claiming that his trial counsel was ineffective for failing to present evidence of a head injury Twyford sustained as a teenager. The Ohio courts rejected his claim, concluding that the trial counsel had simply presented a competing psychological theory for Twyford's actions. Twyford then filed a petition for federal habeas relief. The district court dismissed most of Twyford's claims as procedurally defaulted, but allowed a few to proceed. He then moved for an order compelling the state to transport him to a medical facility, arguing that neurological testing would plausibly lead to the development of evidence to support his claim that he suffers neurological defects. The district court granted Twyford's motion under all writ, under the All Writs Act, which authorizes federal courts to issue all writs necessary or appropriate in aid of their respective jurisdictions and agreeable to the usages and principles of law. That's 28 U.S.C. section 1651 little a. The Court of Appeals affirmed. Both courts concluded that it was unnecessary to consider the admissibility of any resulting evidence prior to ordering the state transport Twyford state to transport Twyford to gather it. Uh, the Supreme Court held decision below is reversed and remanded and Chief Justice Roberts delivered the opinion. A transportation order that allows a prisoner to search for new evidence is not necessary or appropriate in aid of a federal court's adjudication of a habeas corpus action when the prisoner has not shown that the desired evidence would be admissible in connection with a particular claim for relief. The state argues that the All Writs Act does not authorize the issuance of transportation orders for medical testing at all. The state also argues that the order issued in this case was not necessary or uh, appropriate in aid of the district court's jurisdiction because Twyford failed to show that evidence he hoped to find would be useful to his habeas case. Because this court agrees with the state's second argument, it does not address the first. In habeas cases such as this, the Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act, AEDPA, restricts a federal court's authority to grant relief. AEDPA provides that a federal habeas court cannot grant relief in a case adjudicated on the merits in state court unless the state court, one, contradicted or unreasonably applied this court's precedence, or two, handed down a decision based on an unreasonable determination of the facts in light of the evidence presented in the state court proceeding. Sections 2254D1-2 uh, AEDPA also restricts the ability of a federal habeas court 
to develop and consider new evidence, limiting review of factual determinations under Section 2254D2 to the evidence presented in the state court proceeding, and review of legal claims under Section 2254D1 to the record that was before the state court. See a colon versus pinholster. The federal court may admit new evidence only in two limited situations. Either the claim must rely on a new and previously unavailable rule of constitutional law made retroactively uh, applicable by this court, or it must rely on a factual predicate that could not have been previously discovered through the exercise of due diligence. Section 2254E to Cap A. But before a federal court may decide whether to grant an evidentiary hearing or otherwise consider new evidence under Section 2254E2, it must first determine that such evidence could be legally considered in the prisoner's case. Uh, see Shin versus Martinez Ramirez. That is because a federal court may never needlessly pro- prolong a habeas case, particularly given the essential need to promote the finality of state convictions. Twyford's transportation request was granted under the All Writs Act. This court has held that the All Writs Act cannot be used to circumvent statutory requirements or otherwise binding procedural rules. See uh, Pennsylvania Bureau of Correction versus United States Marshal Service. In federal habeas proceedings, AEDPA provides the governing rules. In this court's precedents, explain that a district court must consider AEDPA's requirements before facilitating the development of new evidence. By the same token, if an order issued under the All Writs Act enables a prisoner to finish for unusable to fish for unusable evidence, such a writ would not be necessary or appropriate in aid of the federal court's jurisdiction, as all orders issued under the Act must be. That's section 1651A. This is a quote here. Guided by the general principles underlying this court's habeas corpus jurisprudence, um, Calderon versus Thompson, a writ that enables a prisoner to gather evidence that would not be admissible would needlessly prolong resolution of the federal habeas case, see Shin, and frustrate the state's interest in finality, see Calderon. A federal court order requiring a state to transport a prisoner to a public setting not only delays resolution of his habeas case, but may also present serious risks to public safety. Commanding a state to take such risks so that a prisoner can search for unusable evidence would not be a necessary or appropriate means of aiding a federal court's limited habeas relief or habeas review. The district court and the court of appeals in this case concluded that directing the state to transport Twyford to a medical facility would aid in the adjudication of his habeas petition but they never determined how this could aid his cause. For the reasons discussed, that was error. Applying the proper standard here is straightforward. Twyford never explained how the results of the neurological testing could be admissible in his habeas proceedings, and it is hard to see how they could be, 
since the district court's AEDPA review is limited to the record that was before the state court. Pinholster. And Twyford made no attempt to explain how that bar would be inapplicable in his case. Twyford suggests that the results of his brain testing could plausibly bear on the question whether to excuse, excuse procedural default, but he did not identify the particular defaulted claims, nor explain how the testing would allow him to uh, resurrect those claims. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice uh, Chief Justice Roberts delivered the opinion of the court, uh, in which Justices Thomas, Alito, Kavanaugh, and Barrett joined. Justice Breyer followed a dissenting opinion, in which Justices Sotomayor, Kagan, and Gorsuch Oh, uh, Sotomayor and Kagan joined, and Justice Gorsuch filed a solo dissenting opinion. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, again, there's PayPal link in the show notes and uh, roadscholar80 at gmail.com. The Court of Appeals also attempted dis- to distinguish this case from Trinity Lutheran and Espinoza on the ground that the, fi- the funding restrictions in those cases were solely status-based religious discrimination while the challenge provision here imposes a use-based restriction. Trinity Lutheran and Espinoza held that the free exercise clause forbids discrimination on the basis of religious status, but those decisions never never suggested that use-based discrimination is any less offensive to the free exercise clause. This case illustrates why. Educating young people in their faith Uh, including its teachings and training them to live their faith are responsibilities that lie at the very core of the mission of a private religious school. Um, Example, Our Lady of Guadalupe School versus Morrissey Beru. In short, the prohibition on status-based discrimination under the free exercise clause is not a permission to engage in use-based discrimination. Um, Locke versus Davey. Oh, sorry. Locke versus Davey does not assist Maine here. The scholarship funds at issue in Locke were intended to be used to prepare for the ministry. Uh, Quoting Trinity Lutheran, Locke's reasoning expressly turned on what it identified as the historic and substantial state interest against using taxpayer funds to support church leaders. But it is clear that there is no historic and substantial tradition against aiding private religious schools that is comparable Locke cannot be read to generally authorize the state to exclude religious persons from the enjoyment of public benefits on the basis of their anticipated religious use of the benefits. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Chief Justice Roberts delivered the opinion of the court, in which Justices Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett joined. Justice Breyer filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justice Kagan joined, and in which Justice Sotomayor joined, as to all but parts I-B. Sotomayor, uh, Justice Sotomayor filed a dissenting opinion. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can find a PayPal link in the show notes. Get a hold of me at roadscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S, like the truck driving roads, and the number 80, like 